This is a disclaimer for you, the listener. This podcast comes with darkness, gruesome, bizarre, and damn right weird stories. You've been warned. Welcome to a podcast that brings you nothing but scary stories. Scary stories. Whether you believe or don't believe, you will find this podcast disturbingly, crazily weird. (laughs) Pay attention. You are about to hear some of the most creepiest encounters the world brings. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Scary Stories on a Stormy Night. I thank you guys for listening. It's always a privilege to go through some weird, creepy stories with you guys. We also have a brand new Facebook page. If you want to go over to Facebook, search Scary Stories on a Stormy Night and we are there. So hit the follow button and like button and we also add a little bit more content on there also. Now, my beautiful friends, let's get into today's scary stories. A couple of years ago, when I was in the sixth grade, I had sleep paralysis. So when I was little, I had been swimming in the river. And a small current that turned into a whirlpool sucked me in. And I was drowning until my dad came to save me. Since then, I've been terrified of water. And developed a fear of deep and unclear bodies of water. So back when I was in sixth grade, I had just come back from a trip. And we went camping to a lake. And I was still a little scared from being there. So I was finding it hard to sleep. My bed was facing my closet. So it made it harder. When I finally drifted off. I had the same nightmare. I still suffer today. I start off in a normal nice dream. I'm happy until I go through my door. I turn my head and I end up this pitch black void with one light way in a distance. And water covering my feet. I start walking towards the light so I could escape. My heart beating so fast because I know what's about to happen. It feels like I have been walking forever. And when I'm close to the light, I suddenly hear splashing. I turn around and I see a huge, deformed and uncanny monster running towards me. I get terrified and I start running towards the light to get away. But once I'm close enough to touch it, the monster grabs me and drags me into the water with it. Usually, when that happens, I wake up. But this time, 
I was in my room. And I was awake. But I couldn't move. All my clothes and sleeves that were in the closet were all gone. And the bottom of my closet had water in it. Start to breathe heavily, not knowing what to expect. And all I can hear is gurgling like someone is drowning. Then I see an hand, a gross hand with its flesh peeling off. And the stench that filled my room was that of a dead body, decaying flesh. And something from the ocean I couldn't quite place. It slowly started to drag its way out of the water. And the more I saw, the more I grew scared and couldn't breathe. The whole body of it was decayed. It had like chains on it. Algae covered it. And it looked like sea plants started to grow from it. How long was it underwater for? Then it grabbed my bed. It started to crawl on me. But I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. My chest felt so heavy. I'm sitting there and all this water dripping on me. Almost like it was trying to drown me. The smell was unbearable. I couldn't breathe. I felt like I couldn't take any more. Right when it started to open its mouth. Close to my face. My light came on. And my mother stood there at the door. With my baby brother. Asking me to make a bottle. I looked around. I looked on my chest. It was normal. I started crying. I was barely breathing. I told my mother about what happened. And the nightmares I have. I still haven't found out why. I always have the same nightmares. But I can live with them. Yet every time I fall asleep. I end up in this black void. And it wakes up. I'm afraid of it. No one can save me from it this time. Every night, the black void arrives. This weird thing is on my chest. And I lie there, paralysed. I live in Michigan. Southwest. My house is in the middle of the woods and it's pretty secluded. My backyard is about nine acres. My closest neighbours are five minutes down the road. I know everyone that lives around here, mostly retired people around my area. My house has back decking. That has a window leading to the kitchen. I always feel uneasy looking out the window at night. Even though I know there's no one for miles around. 
and I've never seen anything worrying in the window for years. The deck has a clear view of my driveway and the forest. The solitude is nice. I really appreciate how secluded I am, but it does get lonely. And in an emergency, it's not ideal, because even 911 won't arrive for close to hours. So it's not without its drawbacks to be alone. Anyways, one night, when I came to my kitchen to get a glass of water, I was looking out into the darkness, and I saw something standing outside. In pitch black, sub-zero temperatures. I couldn't tell what I saw out there, standing there in the forest. But when I focused really hard, I could make out a body. Like a shadow of a man standing out in the woods. My lights were off in my house, so I flipped them on, thinking it would shine some kind of light onto the intruder. But I only blinded myself for a moment, trying to look out of the blackness through my window. Me like a black mirror. So I just saw my own reflection. So I turned off all my lights and focused on the same area. And of course, it was gone. It was about 2am. So, I grabbed my rifle and stepped outside. It was so cold, I couldn't stay out there for long. I fired off a shot and yelled, get off my property. But I couldn't see anyone anymore. I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. I sat by the deck with my guns. I never saw any headlights from cars or anything. I don't know anyone who could have come because I had a good view of the road. I'd see if they parked out and walked up my driveway. But there was none of that. A few weeks ago, I just can't get it out of my head. I know I saw somebody. I could recognise if I saw a bear or a deer. But it was a man, standing there. Tall, dark, shadowy, figured man. Standing in the trees. It was snowing really heavily. And yet, I still could find no footprints from where I saw the man standing. I live about 40 minutes away from a large town or neighbourhood. I like it that way. I enjoy the solitude. I like to go camping. I have a truck and a small rowboat that I use for fishing. And I take it anywhere because it fits on my truck bed I leave the hatch open and strap it down it's light enough for me to handle on my own it's really nice to bring a cooler of beers and my fishing gear and go to the local lake 
and you use my boat. I am very careful to wash my boat between lakes because I know of the infestation of fish and parasites. So I clean and wax my boat every time I use it. I drive into spots I know that are unmanaged of old roads that lead to decent sized little fishing ponds. These used to be private fishing oars for sport that haven't been tended in decades. I didn't feel uncomfortable. I go to secluded fishing spots all the time. I even like it when I have to move some old trees out of my path because it means that the place really has been unattended. And this path was very much like that. Horribly overgrown. I had to clear big sticks from the path that had been there for a while. Until I reached the lake. As I pulled up there, there was a small clearing and a decent sized lake. About the size I could row across in about 10 minutes or less if I tried. I pulled in, I unloaded my boat and my beer, and I was off on the lake in under 20 minutes. Brought my beer cooler on the boat, and there was nothing better than boat, beers, and solitude. So I was on the lake, and I noticed that staring at my boat from the shore, there was a tall, skinny and intelligent looking animal that was standing on its hind legs. The creature had long, stick-like arms and a long, thick neck. I was a little bit far to see as well, but it may have had large brown eyes. It had to have been my imagination, I thought. So I tried to shake myself out of it. But I couldn't believe my eyes when I realised I wasn't hallucinating. From my view, I guessed it could have been about eight foot tall. Considering how it looped next to a truck later. It was looking at me. I felt petrified. There was nothing at all that could have made me feel safe in that moment. Even if I thought to shoot at it, I had left my iron in the car. I reached for my oars after I was startled. It seemed to take notice and stop looking my direction. Which made me feel more upset because that meant it had been watching me probably for a while before I looked over towards it. The animal then went and started to inspect my truck, tapping on it 
looking like it was checking out its reflection. I couldn't do anything but watch in horror. Well, it made some shrieking noise and ran into the woods on all fours. It disappeared into the forest almost instantly. I can't describe how difficult it was to row back after seeing that. My arms felt like jelly. My heart rate was out of control. I felt like my whole body was dunked in an ice water bath. And I was real uneasy until I got home. But when I got to shore, I considered leaving my boat behind. That's how scared I was. But instead, I ran to my car to get my sidearm and loaded my boat. To this day, I still can't describe and explain what I saw. Some kind of animal, but eight foot tall. Safe to say, I didn't go back to that spot. I was with my fiancé for almost 12 years before he was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. Towards the end, he was sent home from hospital and put on in-home hospice care. It was only a matter of time. The first night home, after everyone visiting had left, I was home alone with him. I could tell he was slowly losing his mind because he was saying things that didn't make sense. For example, he would pick up an imaginary item and say, here, put it in your purse. Anyways, I was sitting in a chair next to the hospice bed when he said, why is she here? While looking past me. I asked who, and he said, your gram. My grandmother lived where we lived, but we moved in after she was put in assisted living because she had dementia, and she passed away in 2017. I told him to follow her and see what she wanted, but he got scared saying he doesn't want to go. The next night, sitting next to him, he asked, who are they? I asked, who? In the hallway, but nothing was there. A few nights later, he saw my grandmother again. This time, he wasn't scared but I didn't press him further, considering his mentality was still declining. And he would get easily agitated. I remember thinking of all the people, why are we seeing my gram? And not any other of his deceased relatives or friends. He passed away that morning, holding my hand, 
and surrounded by family. As if it wasn't creepy to begin with, he died on the fourth anniversary of my grandmother's death. It's been two years since he's passed, and I still sense him, especially at night when I'm in bed. I feel him in the corner of the room just watching me. Sometimes I say out loud, please don't scare me. I feel his presence walk across the room and out the door. I have since moved and I sense him everywhere I go. I don't exactly see him, but I know exactly how he's dressed and how he looks. He looks healthy again, his old self. I'm wondering why he hasn't moved on. But guessing he's waiting to make sure I'm truly okay and happy. Last year, I met a girl. We fell in love and got engaged. She had two little girls who I loved dearly. We all moved into our house together that October. Nothing too out of the ordinary happened. One morning, she comes to me and tells me she's pregnant. She tells me that with the girls, she got postpartum very badly and explained that breastfeeding can make it worse. So, we agreed to use formula. And added to the bonus that I could also help with the night feeds. Fast forward 10 months and the baby is here. We keep him in the basin at the foot of our bed. When it's my fiance's turn to feed him, she prefers to bring him back into our bedroom. I worry I may fall asleep, so during my turns I take him downstairs and lay on the beanbag. Watch TikToks while he eats. The girls' bedrooms are across the hall. The baby has a very distinct cry he uses when he's actually hungry and doesn't want his dummy. One night, last week, it was my turn to feed him. Around 3am, I got up. I made his bottle and then took him downstairs. The dog and the cats all followed me. I usually let the dog out to use the bathroom. I changed the baby's diaper, then got comfy on the beanbag. With the baby next to me. Bottle in one hand, and my phone in the other one. And I let him drink away. He finished and fell asleep. I wasn't quite done with watching something on my phone. So I sat up and put his dummy in. About a minute later, I hear the projectile cry coming from upstairs. I was confused and completely shocked. I just froze for a second. I thought I must be really tired. Put my phone down and looked down at my son. Just as I was about to stand up, 
I heard the cry upstairs again. There was no denying what I heard this time. I got the flashlight on my phone and cautiously headed upstairs trying to come up with a rational explanation. I thought I was hearing things. Then I opened our bedroom door and my wife was sitting up wide awake. I asked if she heard anything and she said yes. I said it sounded like the baby. But what the fuck was that because I have the baby. She suggested that one of the girls may have made the noise. I handed the baby and went to check on both. Both sound asleep. Both cats and our dog and our baby were all downstairs with me. So no one made it. It was really freaky at this point. I returned to our bedroom and my fiance was putting the baby back in his basin, laying him down to go back to sleep. I whispered, what the fuck was that? And she just said, nope, we're not gonna talk about it and pretend it never happened. And she fell asleep. But it's been about a week now. No other noises at night but I don't rest too easy knowing something is there. I've been a mortician for over a decade and I've never had any issues with anything paranormal. Around six months ago, a new girl started working at the funeral home. She and her family claim to be sensitive and do different rituals and our psychic. She even admitted to me that she's done black magic just to get back at her ex-boyfriend. So he's the deal. Like I said, nothing has ever happened to me regardless of working at funeral homes. I've been there alone for hours of the night. Nothing. So the past few months, Weird things have started to happen. My other co-worker has had weird things happen at her home. Like things randomly appearing. Her son is sleepwalking and speaking to someone outside. Or pictures are flying across the room. At the funeral home, we've heard whispering on multiple occasions and doors slamming. Now comes my turn. The other night, I'm embalming alone. I thought I kept seeing someone standing out of the corner of my eye. But I kept telling myself it was my mind messing with me. The door that leads outside is right outside of the room where I was embalming. I had the door open to the embalming room. The door that goes outside 
as a metal bar that you pull to latch it and lock it. Everything is locked since I'm alone working. So no more than five minutes after keep seeing someone standing at the corner of my eye, I hear a massive slam against the metal bar on the door. It was so loud, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Do you think it's someone I've helped over the years, making themselves known, or is it more? I personally think the new girl brought something with her. Her grandmother even told her she has an attachment. I'm terrified. I really don't want to work alone. I'm afraid it's much more than just spiritual cleansing. I think that will upset this and make things a lot worse. And that, my friends, is it for this episode. Outstanding stories as usual. The one that really hit home for me was the woman that lost her fiancé through illness. Does it prove that eventually, when we pass, we meet our deceased friends and family? Hmm. The question that is on everybody's mind. Take it easy, guys, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening.